Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministry. Listen, I am a grace girl, a daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me on today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have your tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it truly means to be love in action. Thank you for tuning in once again for all of our first-time listeners and all of our returning listeners, it is always an honor to have you here. We value your presence here on the Being Love in Action podcast, and I tell you, I am always excited about what God is doing in the lives of his people. I pray that this week has been one that has blessed you, amen? And and, and no matter what you may have experienced, that you were able to see God's hand in your life. So I encourage you to continue to be inspired, continue to be encouraged, and to continue to strive to be who God has called you to be. Amen. So listen, we're going to jump right in. We're looking at 1 Corinthians 13, 7a. We're picking back up on the, the 1 Corinthians 13 series. And it just simply says in verse 13, 7a, love, it always protects. And they say, it, it, it reminded me of, of a mother's love. They say that a mother's love is one of the greatest loves known to mankind because it says that a mother will always protect its child by any means necessary. And it reminded me of a, a picture I saw um, a while ago on the internet. And it was a picture of a Somalian mother who was grasping her son to next to her chest while holding a machete and i and i tell you it was such a, a powerful and vivid depiction of a love of a mother because surrounding her were men she was outnumbered and the men who were circling her and her son were holding guns and here she was holding a machete towards a group of men and, and it simply allowed you to know that in that picture, you saw not only the love, but you saw the anguish on this mother's face. That if anybody made a move towards her child, that she would definitely put herself in position to defend him and protect him. Again, we're talking about love always protects. And then it also reminded me of the thousands of men and women who put their lives on the line for the love of their country. And the slogan is to serve and protect, whether it is, you know, our military men and women, and we are so grateful for them for all of the wonderful service they give. And many lose their lives because they love their country and they made a vow to always protect it. So we are living under the freedom that is granted to us, many of us, whether it's here in the United States of America or any other country, we, we are living 
and freedom as a result to those men and women who put their lives on the line because they vowed to love and protect their country. Then I thought about uh, when it comes to a father, a husband, a brother, an uncle, a friend, a fiance, a king, or a, hus a president. You know, they bear the responsibility to always protect their people, if they're a king or a president, their kingdom or their country and their family. And, and men are protectors by nature. Amen. And then it also, I, I looked at, you know, what that looks like to, to protect and serve from the, the animal kingdom, right? The lion is considered to be the king of the jungle and he protects his pride. However, even as the alpha male and the protector, he has help in, within the pride. But his responsibility is ultimately to bear the responsibility to protect the pride. So even while the others are sleeping and even if he's resting, he's always as, as that alpha male, as that protector of that pride, he's always looking and, and, and being alert for predators because he loves his pride, but also because he has the responsibility to protect. So it's safe to say, even in the animal, animal kingdom, love always protects. There is an order to everything under the sun. There is a divine order that God created when he created man and then he created woman. Amen. He created the animals, then he created man, then he created woman, and then he gave man the... Uh, he gave man the complete rule over the animals. And then he gave man, Adam, the responsibility to work. Amen. He worked. And so God, there's always order to everything that God does. And we see even in the animal kingdom that even animals protect. We know mother, we, you know, we're looking at, we looked at the mother's love. We looked at the love of one in their country to love and protect. And then we looked at it from the man, the male perspective of a man who he is as a, as a protector. Amen. Um, and then we looked at it even from the animal kingdom and we can go throughout any perspective, but I thought those were four enough broad perspectives that can give you an idea of what we're talking about when we're talking about love always protect and the letter first corinthians this 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 epistle or letter was written by the apostle paul and he was writing to the church in corinth to deal with the problems within the church he wanted to offer solutions to the problems and to teach the people the believers of jesus christ the body the community of believers how to live for christ in a corrupt society and here what Apostle Paul was doing, we thank God for the foundation of the scriptures. That is what many pastors and, and uh, teachers and evangelists and apostles, and they do today. They deal with the issues and they, they, they should be offering solutions. And then they should be leading and teaching the people how to live. And so Paul set the foundation in 1 Corinthians and he was dealing with the church of Corinth, which was nestled within the community that was filled with immorality and idolatry and all types of sin, a pagan country. So many of those believers, they were pagan at one point. They weren't Jews. They, this was a pagan nation of people. And so as they became converts to Christianity or to become followers of Christ, 
they had to learn how to embrace the teachings of Christ and still live in a society that they came from where everything they were being taught about Christ and how to follow Christ was different. And so Paul was teaching them about love. He was, he was setting the foundation that love would be the center of how we would be able to live as believers and to demonstrate Christ. And so remember, you know, they were still human. And Paul, as the, the leader, as the apostle, he, he bore the responsibility to help keep them focused on God and how to live victorious within the will of God without falling into temptation from the wickedness of the world around them. Doesn't it sound familiar? Doesn't it sound familiar as many churches are, are nestled within communities where there's poverty, where there's uh, sin rampant? Some are not necessarily nestled in areas of poverty. They're nestled in areas where there's wealth, but there's still sin surrounding. I don't care where the church is located. There is still a sinful community connected within that church. And that's why it's important at all costs that leaders love and always protect the congregation. Amen. And they protect them by teaching them like Paul is doing by dealing with the issues and then offering solutions. Amen. And in this text, if you read the book of Corinthians, first Corinthians, the tone was one that Paul wasn't holding back any punches. In fact, in this letter to the church at Corinth, he was straightforward. You know, he was being not only realistic, but he was being very um, straightforward and he was not playing with them. You know, too many times, you know, under the umbrella of truth or being real, many times people say things and their intentions are to hurt you. You know, their intentions are to hurt you. Their intentions are to embarrass you. Their intentions are to make you feel less than. That is not love. I don't care how we call keeping it real. That's not love when it's done with that intent. Here, Paul's intent was to demonstrate what love wasn't and what love is and how to live it. So Paul understood that it was imperative. He could not sugarcoat. In other words, he could not say, oh, well, he couldn't dance around the issues. He had to deal with them and he had to deal with them directly. Remember, Paul was circulating these letters. So when he talked, he had to talk with authority. Right. And so we know that the intent was strictly to let them know what they needed to do and how they must do it. And then we get into chapter 13 as Paul is 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 talking about love and what love is not. So the very first three verses, it 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 paints a clear picture. Excuse me, a very clear picture of what love is not. And then from verses four through eight a, he then tells us what love looks like and how is it's demonstrated through the actions. Are you with me? So we're talking about love always protects. So as a leader. Paul's responsibility was to protect the body of Christ by telling them truth in love, dealing with the issues and in love, protecting them because he knew as a leader, as the apostle, as the visionary of that ministry, as one who would be in the face of God day in and day out, as one who was also being persecuted, 
um, as one who would travel when he could to be with the people, as one that was building up other leaders of Christ, he knew the pitfalls of what was to come. He knew the pitfalls of what was. So he had to get the people on one accord to live in love with and among each other, because if not, they would fall prey to the things of the world. Amen. The very world that they were delivered from, the very sins of those things that had them in bondage. But once they came to Christ, no longer were they bound to those things, but yet they still had to live a victorious life in God while still living in a society that was corrupt. And we're talking about love always protects. Paul, as the leaders, was demonstrating through this letter that he wanted to not only protect them, but he loved them. He loved them enough to give them truth. He loved them enough to deal with their issues, their sinful nature. And he loved them enough to protect them spiritually. Amen. And when you know me, I love to look at the meanings of words, right? And when I look at the meaning of always, always implies and means at all times on all occasions, you know, or at least at, at last result by uh, no matter what, whatever the circumstances always implies at all times and then protects. It, it means to keep something or someone safe from harm or injury. So when we think about that, and many times when we look at our relationships in our lives, many times there is a clear gauge on what love is and what love is not. I just think that many times we don't pay attention to the red flags because if we're honest with ourselves, we're caught up in our flesh. We, we, want, we want what the flesh wants. Amen. We want what the flesh wants. So we looked at a mother's love and we looked at the love someone has of of their country and we looked at the 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 love and the protecting um the protection that a, a father a man has towards whether it's he's a president his kingdom his country or as a husband a father his responsibility and even we look at paul and his responsibility to love and protect the people of god and here in 1 Corinthians, he's talking to the church of Corinth. But remember, Paul sets the blueprint and the precedent for apostles, for preachers, for teachers, for pastors, for any of those who are connected to the body as leaders. Amen. But I want to look at it now. We're going to look at it from a personal perspective. Many times uh, in relationships between men, men and women who whether they're dating, whether they're engaged, or whether they're husbands and wives. You know, there is a, a personal responsibility from both parties to always love and protect each other. We know we're going to do it with our children, you know, but we, we, we know I made all of those, those um, examples. But right now, I want to look at relationships, you know, what that means um, to always protect Love always protects. And if you're and if we're honest, if if I can be honest, um for me it was difficult for me. Is if I'm honest, it was very difficult for me as I was putting together my list. And you may ask, what list? What are you talking about? Well, you know, I am single. I was engaged before, um, like many of you 
who are either married, you, you've gone through the process of preparing yourself for your future husband, for those who want to be married. So as, as I have been preparing myself for my future husband, I have a list of some things that was very important. And this list was between me and God. So I'm going to share just a couple of things. And it was, in, and if I can be very honest, my list, you know, the top thing on my list as I was preparing the list, you know, I had to really make sure I wasn't being, you know, just selfish and self-centered or whatever the case may be. But I had to be honest. You know, there you have to be at a point in your life where you know what is what you need and what you want. Amen. And and for me, it was very important, not only for my personal need, but as as it relates to who I am um, in the body of Christ and who I am um as a woman and as a mother and as a daughter and as a grandmother and you know all of the accolades the hats that I wear it was it was important to me to have a couple of things that I knew that I could not compromise on and it's it it was funny enough as I began to prepare for this 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 message we're looking at love always protects so for me one of the, the one of the top things, of course, we know that he, my future husband has to be a man of God. And when I say that, I'm not talking about entitled. I'm talking about in relationship as it relates to his relationship with God, his relationship with Jesus Christ. I did not. I know it was imperative that he's not a church goer. I mean, he has to be connected to the body, but he has to have a relationship with God. Amen. And so for me, the very first thing was God. He has to be a praying man. And what I mean by that is a man that can cover me in prayer. That was so important. Um, one of the things that I learned in the past relationships that, you know, um, you know, someone may go to church, right? But they don't really have that personal relationship with God. They don't really talk to him. They don't, you know, they, they may talk to him a little bit. But for me, it is imperative that my future husband is a man who seeks the face of God through prayer on a daily basis throughout the day. You know, he has a morning time devotion and a, a nighttime devotion and hopefully he's praying throughout the day. You know, um, that's important. That was like the number one thing. He has to be a praying man, a man that has a real relationship with God and not just a church goer. Because I know if he if he's praying, he's connecting and he's talking to God and God is leading him. And therefore, if he's allowing God to lead him, he can lead me. You know, amen. I am one of those women. I have to wear the shirt, the pants and the skirt. And that's because that's not how God meant it to be. But as you know, women who are single have to be single mothers or whatever the case may be. We have to adapt and we have to learn how to live within those those means. Right. But it's not what we want. At least I know I don't want to always wear the pants. I want my husband to wear the pants. I don't mind wearing skirts, even though I do wear pants, you know, but I'm talking not necessarily figuratively, but literally, you know, not literally. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about figuratively. And so that was the first thing. And then the other thing, the very next thing was that he has to protect me at all costs. Now to some women, I know many of the sisters who are listening, they have a list and I don't know where protection falls on that list, but protection was right. My number two thing. And you may say, well, you know, why is it number two? As we look and, and, and Paul is saying, love 
always protects and always implies at all times, at all occasions, and, and, and at last results, whatever the circumstances, no matter what. And protects means to keep safe from harm or injury. See, I want a, a, my future husband to protect me. And this was number two on my list because I understand that any slight miscalculation from protecting me and, and, it, and it can either go with honor me as his wife right you know with his family with his children with his businesses wherever he may go around his family around his friends around his children around his co-workers when we're in 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 public places that he's always mindful of my feelings emotionally physically he's always mindful of me my feelings my emotional being my physical being financially he he's protecting me in every area of his life because he understands that if he protects me as a man he is doing that thing that god has put in him to do but it, it it's like he's saying i got you so the, the fear of abandonment or rejection is not there because he's showing me in the very beginning of our relationship, before we even get married, right? He's showing me that he is a protector. And that's imperative for me. I'm one, I, I have to know that. Because see, I, you think of it this way. If you have a man who has two cars, right? And in those two cars, he, he cannot, one car is a good car. You know, it, it's mechanically good, it's sound. But he takes that car. And he rides around in it and he gives his wife the car that, you know, could break down at any moment. I mean, all cars can break down, but he has so many problems. But he, 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 he gives the wife that car and she's driving around with the children in that car that needs work on it. But he's driving around in the brand new car. Now, for me, that would say a man who does not is not mindful of his wife or his children. That's selfish. That's self-centered. He's not a protector because at any moment. As a man who, who wants to protect his family, he's always mindful of the safety of his family at all times. And for me, you know, having a husband that is mindful of me, Paul said it, he love always protects. So we know that when a, a couple becomes two, um, I'm sorry, when they come married, they're no longer two, they're one. You know, if he allows, if a husband who really loves his wife, He's not going to allow her to ride around in a broken down car. He's not concerned about flossing because his family is an uh, extension of who he is. So if he sees his family, his wife is taken care of and she's looking good and she's, you know, taking care of their children, whether it's their biological, biological children or children that they have a blended family. He's taking she's taking care of them. She's doing everything she needs to do. And as a husband, he loves her enough to be mindful of all of their children, their grandchildren, everything that that is connected to them. Right. But a husband who doesn't love his wife, he's not going to he's not concerned about her protection or the protection of their children. Remember, this this is part of everything that completes them. It's it's their their feelings emotionally, physically and their financial well-being. And of course, spiritually. So what am I saying? As a wife, I guarantee you, my husband will never, ever have to worry about me loving him or 
protecting him. And and this is something I, I read uh, a while. I, I saw a, a video. I can't remember who it was, but this man was, was speaking about relationships. And he said, women want love and men need respect. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to carry that because I believe that as well. As a woman, we want love. And I am one of those women. My, my primary love language is words of affirmation and touches the second one, but words of affirmation. I don't really, you know, I think that, you know, gifts, I like gifts like any other woman, but it's just not, you know, I just feel like that's part of the relationship. That's not something you, of course, you, you, you honor your husband or, you know, your fiance, whatever he is when he does nice things for you, but that doesn't, that's just not my primary love language. Mine is words of affirmation. So again, when you love someone, when a man loves a woman and, you know, we know people have different, you know, there's a different love language for every, every person. And if you're not familiar with the five love languages, it is a great book. Gary Chapman, um, we've used this book many times for ministry. We've used it in different ways to really be a blessing to the body of believers, whether you're single or married or seriously dating. I think it's a great book and a tool that can be used to help you learn about your love language and help you communicate. That's important. But we're talking about love always protects. And the, and the man said that women want love. And I totally agree. And, and some men say, well, how do you love how how do you how can you love a woman? I've heard uh, someone say, I know how to treat a woman, but I don't know how to love her. And I thought it was very bold of him to say that because I think a lot of men deal with that, um, because, you know, if we can be honest, if we if we are constantly looking at what the world tells us how to love and as men, what we should who they should be and as women who we should be, what I'm learning in this season of my life. I am like a blank canvas now. I have really literally submitted everything. I have really, I said this time around, God, I just want to be a blank canvas. I want to go into my next relationship, no holes barred. Now, I'm not saying being stupid. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I know. I'm, I'm just, because sometimes people will literally take your word. What I'm saying is if we're operating in the spirit of God and we're operating in prayer and we're seeking the face of God, we can be open and honest. We can be transparent with our future husbands or wives. And we don't have to come with all of that junk that we had in the past. The reason why people don't know how to love is because they, they, they have these preconceived notions and they, not have, they have not allowed the love of Christ to enter their hearts. Like for real, for real. I want to give to my husband what I want and what I need. I have no problem submitting. Why would I not submit to the man that God gives me, who honors me, who loves me, who protects me? Because when he protects me, he is mindful of every area of my life. And for me as a woman, I want to respect my husband. He will never have a problem. I will honor him. He will be the only outside of my relationship with God that I will honor. Yes, I will. I will honor him. Not only in, in you know, how I carry myself, my character, he'll never have to worry about who I am when I'm not around him. I will always uplift him. I will always be mindful of who he is and where he is, whether it's physical or spiritual. He will never have to worry about that. 
I'm not one of those when we, you know, I will never belittle my husband. If he can, he can piss me off to, you know, he can say something that really does me, rub me the wrong way, but he'll learn. Oh yeah, I won't deal with him in public, but absolutely out of respect and honor for him, I'll deal with him at home. We'll talk about whatever the situation is. You know, I think, you know, if you respect your husband and if he's the man that God sent you, a lot of times it doesn't work because we're dealing in relationships with people that were never ordained for us. So we're trying to force something that does not fit. So again, we're talking about love always protects. So I just want to say to you that if you really begin to read this chapter, chapter 13, and you really look at what Paul was saying, when we really love each other, I love people, you know, whether it's from a mother's perspective, uh, uh, the love of our country um, as a male and the, the responsibility to protect those you love as a king or as a president, even in the animal kingdom, but, you know, whatever the case may be, if we are honest about what love really is and how to love and protect, we can embrace it with no holes barred. We can embrace love by stripping away everything that we have been taught by the world. Yeah, we have to have common sense. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the preconceived notions of, of, of this, this male role and this gender role of men and women when it comes to the world. What is God saying to you? Paul tells us right here, love always protects. I can't love my husband if when he's not around, I'm flirting with other men. Or if when he's not around, I'm not being a good steward over the money that we have. If I'm not, when he's not around, I'm not loving our children, whether it's our biological children or our blended family. Um, I'm not honoring his name, his legacy as a wife. I, if, if I'm not being frugal, you know, if I'm not being honest with him, if I'm not um, telling him, hey, honey, this is, you know, maybe you should look at it this way or whatever the case may be. Love always protects. It's going to protect him, his feelings. It's going to protect his emotions. It's going to protect him physically. It's going to protect him financially. You know, to somebody's listening, they say, man, that sounds like, you know, can, can that really be accomplished? Of course it can. It has to be purposed. I'm not saying it has to be perfect. It has to be purposed. Even in our flawed, I know my husband is going to be flawed. God has already told me that. In fact, he's already told me who he is. Now I have to deal with the waiting of him. Amen. But I'm already prepared and preparing myself. So as women, as we begin to get into who we are in God, and as we're praying for those of us who are single for our future husbands, right? If God hasn't already revealed him to you or whatever the case may be, you have to always remember that love always protects. And for my brothers, you, you know, you got to let go of what, you know, your boys told you, you know, especially the ones who are not living in, in Christ, who are not living, uh, being love in action. You know, look at the ones who have some time under their belt that's been married for years. 
and they can tell you some things about how they learned how to love their wife. See, to me, you, you should want to give that very thing that you need. Men, men need respect. I absolutely agree with that. The Bible doesn't tell the wife to love her husband. It tells the husband to love his wife over and over and over again. Because it is imperative for us as women to feel love. And by love language, my man, I need to, I want you to tell me, honey, you're beautiful. I love that dress you got on. You, you make my day. Good morning, sunshine. Man, do you know when you, when you build your husbands and future husbands, when you build your wife up with words of affirmation or you, you um, touch her and, you know, caress her hair or kiss her forehead or if you buy her gifts, you know, and I'm not talking about gold diggers. We're not talking about that. We're talking about within the, the confines of what we're saying. Man, do you know how God will bless you and bless that marriage? But you got to look at it in a way that as a protector, as a man and as a protector, that you're always doing the thing that will bless your marriage or your future wife. I know this 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 podcast was much longer than my podcast normally are but I had to get all of this in and I pray it's not that much longer that you listen and that you're encouraged and inspired to hear what God is saying in this podcast I thank God for each and every one of you and I pray that on today as you are listening that something that I said stuck with you or, or struck um an, an uh, a idea for you to really think about what that means when it says love always protects. I am Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And I pray that today, as you listened, you were encouraged and inspired. And, and perhaps you were listening in you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want to offer Christ to you. I want to offer his love. God, Jesus was the ultimate protector. God is so mindful of us. He says, the Lord in, in Psalms 23, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He, he leads us not only beside still waters, he says that his rod and his staff will protect us. God is always mindful of us and he wants to protect us. He wants to love on us. So if you don't know him as Lord and Savior, today will be a great day to begin to learn about Jesus the Christ. You know, it simply says in the, in the word of God, it simply says, you know, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, in other words, that you say it out of your mouth. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. It's just as simple as that. And then you get connected to a local church body and you begin to learn and get you a Bible and learn the word of God for yourself. Amen. Listen, I enjoy each and every one of you. I mean, we're almost at a thousand uh, listeners at this point. We have had 
over almost 900. We're at 878 downloads. So that means this podcast, whichever episode combined, we've had over 878 listeners. Each listen is worth one download. So even if you re-listen to it, it's this broadcast or this podcast, you know, um, each time you listen to one of the podcasts, you're only that's only equating one time. Amen. So you can listen to the same podcast. Maybe it's episode 10. You can listen to it 50, 11 times. I pray that you do. <laughs> but it, it's equate it's equivalent to one listen, right? One download. We're now at 878 downloads already. I'm so grateful. And I, I just thank God for each one of you as you are sharing with others how this podcast is blessing you. And I ask you, listen, if you want to reach out to me and share um, your your stories and how this podcast is blessing you, you can email me at Kenya C. Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. Again, that's Kenya C. Williams Ministries at yahoo.com. And leave a comment. If you're on the Podbean, if you're listening on the Podbean app, leave a comment. And if you're listening on iTunes, you can also leave a comment. Listen, many of you are leaving comments. We're already at like 300, I think 300 and either 330 or 350 comments. So you guys are engaging and I love it. Oh, it encourages me to hear how this podcast is encouraging you. And and many of you, as you are listening, you are so engaged. I'm so excited. And remember, I am so grateful for each of you. Again, this is the probably the longest podcast I've had as far as time. But I just had to get all of this out and just share it with you. Again, I wish each and every one of you blessings continually in your life. And I pray that God continues to blow your mind. Until we meet again next week, be blessed and be encouraged. Amen. Bye-bye.